Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys and the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Shantz and Chu are washing their mouths out with soap because the How Dare You podcast contains explicit language. This is a bunch of bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Hello and welcome to the How Dare You podcast. This is the cocktail edition. Cocktails and dreams, Chew. Shant's Hi. here. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, no, I'm going to leave it because all I got out was cock. So I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> well, my name is Shant's. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, of course, your friend and mine, the little movie novice that could, Lady Chu. Hi, Chu. Hi. <laughs> Cocktail. Yeah. You were very excited to do this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I grew up watching this movie, although I probably hadn't watched it in a couple of decades. Yeah, I hadn't seen it in a while. Yeah. So there was definitely things I absolutely remembered and there were other things I thought, "Wow, that's that's new to me." I actually remember almost everything from this movie verbatim. Wow. I mean, I knew what The only thing I didn't remember was him being in the military and Yeah. A considerable waste of government resources trying to get him onto a bus. Yeah. I did not remember that. No, I didn't either. Granted, but I spent... everything else. The times that I watched this, it was on like TBS or TNT or something. So I feel like mm -hmm. I always just missed the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You watch uh, some Wings reruns, then you go make a snack... And you're 10 minutes into cocktail. Ooh, Dustin off an oldie with wings. Fantastic hey. show, by the way. It was always so on good. USA. Yeah. Loved wings. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we're not talking wings. We're talking cocktail, the 1988 movie directed by Roger Donaldson, well known to Chew, of course, who knows directors like the back of her hand. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if you know some of these movies, though, Chu. Maybe. Hmm. Damn it. I'm going to say one. Okay. I'm going to say two. Maybe two. I'm going to say two. Then I'll say one. Okay. All right. <laughs> the over-under is one. <laughs> Yikes. The Bounty. No. Thank you. Cadillac Man. No. The Getaway. Describe it. I will not. No. <laughs> it's with Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger. Oh. Is that how they met and got married? Mm, no, I think they were already together. Oh. All right. Moving on. No Way Out. Maybe. Describe it. <laughs> this is a Kevin fun game. Costner. <laughs> Kevin Costner is in the Navy. And it's. Uh, I feel like I just saw the movie poster while I was 
scrolling. Mm. All right. Via some sort of streaming service. HBO, maybe? I'm going to take that as a no, though. Okay. November Man. No. 13 Days. Is that with Arnold? Nope. No. That's also with Kevin Costner. What? No. All right. Now we get to the two. Hmm, what should I do first? Dante's Peak. Uh, Yeah, I watched that. That is the volcano yeah. movie with Pierce Brosnan. That's right. There you go. What about The Recruit? No. Yes. Dang. That was the one I wasn't sure of. I, I thought you would know Dante's Peak. I was iffy on The Recruit, and I didn't think you'd know anything else. Who was in The Recruit? Colin Farrell, Al Pacino. Just after... No. Just after 9-11. No. Excellent. Do I know my little chew or what? Well, today you do. But sometimes you don't. <laughs> yeah, then you might say something ridiculous. <laughs> like I owe my husband a blowjob. What? <laughs> I said acts of service. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but then you made this fucking gesture. I did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do it again. <laughs> We're a limp with the hand, too. That's not my game. <laughs> just like real sloppy wrists. Ma'am, get your shit together. You doing, this, so, you doing the so job you or know. not? Just so the audience knows, strong wrist. <laughs> but not too strong. You're not looking to break anything. Good God, no. Please. You're just, you know. This is right. it. Let's this move on. This isn't the time for that. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> We're talking cocktail chew. 1988. <laughs> this movie has 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. Gasp. That's low. It. I mean, it's Critics not a great fucking, movie. But it's not a great movie, but 7%? 7%. No, it, it, could ha it needs more than 7 it That's is more than seven. Christmas with the Cranks territory. That's that's uh, Deck the Halls territory. Yeah. That's not good. This movie's better than that. Yes. It's not a good movie. But it's, it's not 7% bad. Not by a long shot. This movie is great in how stupid it is. <laughs> So I think I told you this before we decided to do this movie. I had I when the movie came out, I remember hearing everybody involved in the production saying, "Listen, this movie might not make a lot of money, but the critics are going to love it." It's like high-powered drama. That's right. Turns out critics fucking hated it, made a ton of money. Yeah. Not a ton, but, but it made money. It made money. Budget yeah. of $20 million, an opening weekend of $11.7 million. In the USA, $78.2 million. And in the world, $171.5 million. So, success. That's money. Yeah. That's $150 fucking million dollars profit. That had to come later, though. Yeah. 
for sure. I don't know. There's just something about this movie. I love how ridiculous this movie is. I love how stupid it is. It's it's fun, but yeah. also like, oh, come on. It's amazing. <laughs> so much happens in this movie. They fit yeah. a lot of shit in an hour and 45 minutes, which we didn't hit that two hour mark. And I could not be more appreciative. Pleased as punch. Oof. Fuck yeah. I forgot how much shit actually happens in this movie. <laughs> a lot. All right. Well, again, we're talking a 1988 movie, Chew, so there were no How Dare You Awards. I think what? it takes itself too seriously. Yes. Yeah. That was the one I came up with. I also thought... So, something about the concept is weird and off. <laughs> Just the idea of surrounding an entire movie around bartending. Yeah. That's odd. I think. I kept thinking back. I kept wanting to compare it, in a sense, to waiting. Hmm. But not in the sense like, oh, here's a here's a peek into what actually happens in the service industry. Like, not like that. I don't know. I just kept thinking like. Well, that's the thing. Waiting. Although I. It's an OK movie. I don't I don't love that movie. But I mean, they go extra. They go over the top. Yeah, with that's a the lot problem. Is everything's too exaggerated. Yeah. But. They, but it is. It's a comedic take. Yeah. So they're they're surrounding what can be what what can happen in that job is ridiculous and they're surrounding it with ridiculous things. This movie like you said way too seriously. Yeah. So yeah, I would definitely say this movie takes itself so so seriously. Yeah, the flair in this movie. Did you know that's what it's called? Yeah. That's my first grievance. Yeah, flair. I'm flair, flair bartending. I didn't learn to bartend that way. I mean, if you're if you're Why using you? flair, you, you need to make sure that you're doing it successfully and not wasting any time. Right. You know what I mean? Like, don't take forever to make my drink just because you think I'm going to be impressed with you flipping a bottle. I don't care. Heard. Yeah. Newsflash. I would just like my beverage. Get me my bourbon, goddammit. Yeah. All right. Well, 7%. I mean, fuck, the critics hated this movie. So much. The acting's not great. Mm. I think it's forced. I think the the parts where they're supposed to be having fun and supposed to be like really charismatic and witty and like, oh my God, look at them. They're so cool. I feel like that's forced and I'm not digging it. Yeah, but I don't think that's because of bad acting. I think that's because... The movie doesn't understand that what they're doing is inherently not cool. Maybe. Because, again, it's taking itself too seriously. Yeah. So it takes itself too seriously. Somehow, some way, I think it's a ridiculous concept. But there are no Oscar winners in it. Certainly not at that time. It's not a reboot. It's not a remake. It's, you know, I don't think it 
lands itself in any other categories for the how dare yous. Agreed. All right. Well, then, I mean, if there are people in the world, like, listen, ladies and gentlemen, dear listeners, if Lady Chu has seen this movie, where are you in your life? Get your shit together. Yeah. If you have not seen it. But, Chu, if there are a couple of people that have not seen this movie, could you please help them out and explain the plot? <laughs> Sorry. It's going to be so, funny. <laughs> so we've got... um. We've got Tom Cruise. He's a veteran. He comes back to New York City, Queens specifically, and he needs a job. He ends up getting a job in Manhattan and uh, working at none other than TGI Fridays, which they don't actually say. You just see it. No, yeah. But I got things to say. Yeah. Uh, He gets a job bartending. He's never bartended before. Uh, He makes friends with his with the head bartender there and then they get this idea of like hey we want to make millions tom cruise is stuck on this idea of like he wants to be an entrepreneur he wants to be a millionaire mm-hmm. uh so they come up with this idea to bartend in jamaica in the winter and bartend in new york city in the summer and then in three years time they can have enough money and they can uh open up their Start. own spot Cocktails and dreams. Cocktails and dreams. And um, I, some bad things happen. <laughs> I would say bad decisions happen. People start making bad decisions all throughout the movie. But there's one inherently bad thing that happens. There's a big time bad. A big time bad thing. Lots of little bad decisions. Right. Uh. Yeah. All right. That's it. Is that it? Yeah. So much happens in this movie. (laughs) Like, you got the head bartender who turns into best friend, and he's not a very good best friend, in my fucking opinion. Um, Terrible. You know, you've got some, you know, some one night stands, some relationships that don't really seem to mean that much. Some romance, like eh. a lot happens and nothing happens. I mean, we'll get into it, but there is. That's a hard plot. There's so much toxicity, like. Oh, God. Purported to be of value in this movie. It's astonishing. Yeah. But this movie also seems to be. In some ways, I think this movie is a response to the Reagan era of politics. Because it was all about making money in the 80s. Yeah. Greed is good. You know, we even have Wall Street, which I'm sure you haven't seen because you're a monster. <laughs> but we have the famous speech from Wall Street. Have you seen it? Just let me know. Just tell Just, Just, no. okay, fine. I know it has Michael Douglas in it. Yeah. Academy Award winning role. Chew. Wow. I don't think I knew that. And Charlie Sheen before he turned into the Tiger King. Yeah. Is that what he called himself? <laughs> I don't know. That's fucking funny, though. <laughs> I forget. There's something involving a tiger and Charlie Sheen. 
But now we have a show Tiger King, right? Yeah. Anyway, maybe I'm confusing the two. Maybe. Um. Tiger blood winning, I think, is what it was. Tiger blood. Yeah. And he says, I'm winning. Something just like w- that. Just winning. Like, winning. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up, Charlie. Jesus. But anyway, because the crux of this story seems to be, hey, why don't you give true love a shot? As opposed to just worrying about marrying a rich woman that can get yeah. you ahead in this, these Reagan year, these Reagan, this, this Ronald Reagan America. Yeah. And yet still seeming to value the Reagan idea of entrepreneurial shit and just making a boatload of money and fucking over people when you have to fuck them over to win bets. And this movie's weird. Yeah. But it's a lot glorious. Of selfishness. Yeah. There's a it's lot of selfish bullshit. Glorious in how ridiculous it is. Um, yeah. They're just so hung up on the idea of rich. Yeah. Which I don't like when I, don't know, I hear people say rich, but maybe they mean wealthy. But the fact that you say rich, I don't fucking like that. And I think that speaks a lot about you. Well, what do you mean? That they want it or that somebody else has it? Just the whole idea of like money. Because both are at, and, at play in this movie. Totally. But like, I feel like there's a, a difference in a state of wealthiness versus a state of rich like there's a whole idea there's a separate idea behind being wealthy there's a separate idea behind just being fucking rich you know what i mean Hmm. like it's a little grosser yeah okay yeah yes i was looking for another word but i'm gonna stick with gross (laughs) because i think that's appropriate there's so much in this movie that's gross yes but it's wonderful it's still, it's absurdist is what it is. I don't yeah. know. There's some sort of magic elixir about this movie in which it's about, you're following like despicable adjacent people doing despicable things a lot of the time. And yet they're telling you these are our heroes that you should care about. Yeah. Like Doug Coughlin, right? Well, that's the thing. His name is spelled Coughlin, but he says Coughlin. Oh, I didn't catch that. Coughlin's Law. Interesting. All right, I'll call him. He keeps saying Coughlin's Law. So maybe it's because Brian Brown is Australian. I don't know. Maybe. Do you know Brian Brown? Seems familiar. I can't place him. Do you know the FX movies? Probably not. No. Well, they're fucking a delight. Especially the first one. There's two of them though. All right, let's uh, let's 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 talk grievances and and positive points. I'm very curious because we're mirror opposites, right? We said on the last yeah. the last movie, what was the last movie we did? We did uh, House House, and you said you had two pages of notes, yeah, and very few notes for this movie. I'm the opposite. I got notes all over the fucking place for this movie. And I had fewer notes for House. So how many grievances do you have for Cocktail? So my number is pretty low. But as we know, Michelle's grievances don't always 
represent exactly how I felt about the movie. And sometimes just so much happens. You're like, I just don't even know what to fucking write. So I only have 25. All right. I only have 25. Well, I have 32. I feel like that's that's appropriate. Yeah. Like if we have a window of 10 between each other, I feel like we're kind of in the same headspace. In the same, yeah, in the same ballpark. Yeah. But I'm curious as to how many positive points you have. I have four. Oh, I have so many, Chew. Do you really? I did not think that. I do. I mean, there's there's a lot that are also grievances. Both, But yeah. I have 18 positive points. 18? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Including my very first positive point, which is cocktail, in quotation marks, album supervised by Carol Childs. Oh, I saw that. This is the most stupendous. That was a weird credit. Credit I've ever seen in my life. Supervised. I mean, I think people go different ways. Titles of movies are, I think, technically supposed to be italicized. But then other things say put it in quotes. I don't know. So, but it, it the quotes around cocktail really get me. I fucking love it. Because it makes it sound as though... Like the idea of cocktail. Yeah, like somebody. The entity. Yeah, somebody came up with the idea and then somebody else made it happen. Cocktail album. By the way, I had this album and listened listened to it constantly. Wow. This will probably not come as a complete surprise to you, but the majority of my LPs chew... Or soundtracks. Well, as you're 70, I feel like that makes sense. <laughs> that's that's not nice. <laughs> I'm not a nice person. So. God damn it. That's an exaggeration designed to make me feel bad. <laughs> uh. Cocktail album supervised by Carol Childs. Well, let me tell you something. Carol Childs, you earned your fucking money because this album is great. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, 18, Chew. 18. Yikes. My first positive point, which was also a grievance, was his first day on the job bartending. I had so much anxiety for him because I was like, we have all been there. I mean, I've never... I haven't been there. Well, not to the point where I was like, I don't know how to make anything. Not that. But we've all had that moment in the industry where you're like, I might die. Yes. I might just break this bottle and slit my own fucking throat. It's It's the only thing I should do. Exactly. I just realized that's how Doug kills himself. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Right? Because the the bottle's broken. Yeah, with a $500... Bottle of brandy. I think that's King Louis. Yeah. Whatever the number. I don't know which Louis it is, but that's a King Louis bottle. Well, uh, I don't know. Should we take a break? Yeah. Let's take a break and try to reset. There's so much to talk about with cocktail. I don't even know where to go from here. Same. <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll gather our thoughts. Okay. Have a snack. Then we'll come back right after this. 
Can I ask you a question? Do you like beer? I like beer. It's required by law that you like beer when you're living in San Diego, California. But even I can get confused and dizzied by the amount of choices that you can see at your local beer store. What's a person to do? I'll tell you what you do. You'll watch the Vegas Beer Guys, a live show on Instagram and Facebook, and they will set you right as to what beers you should have in your life or should not have in your life. The Vegas Beer Guys are brought to you by Dan Aker, the beer professional, and Stephen Weiss, self-proclaimed beer novice. They'll drink beers for you and drink beers with you. Go ahead and check out their live shows, and they'll tell you which beers you should be having in your fridge. Everybody wants the perfect combination of malt and hops in your life, and Dan Aker and Stephen Weiss are the perfect combination of fantastic and wonderful. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram. Find them. You're going to watch their show and love their show. They give away free merch during their shows. So go ahead and check out the Vegas Beer Guys. What a great time. And we're back. Talking cocktail. Talking with Flair, Chew. The Roger Donaldson 1988 Flair-driven film cocktail. So much Flair. You ain't getting shit done. People are waiting so, so long for their drinks. You ain't made you yeah, made one. There is some bullshit in this movie. One, I like that they at least show so they have this whole front scene. He visits Uncle Pat. Uncle Pat is barely helpful. <laughs> barely is appropriate. Yeah. Uh you know, he tries going to school. It's not working out. He, Or rather, he's trying to get jobs. Yeah. And they're all telling him, you have no experience. You can't do this. You can't do that. Try this. Try that. Nobody will give him a job. So his goal of being a millionaire is not off to a great start. And he happens upon TGI Fridays. Never mentioned that it's TGI Fridays, but it's TGI yeah, Fridays. It says it. And at one point... Brian Brown, as Doug Coughlin, utters this line. We're on the east side. This is the big time. <laughs> as both a grievance and a positive point, I wrote, you're working at TGI Fridays, fuckers. Yeah. Hilarious. But there was a time where TGI Fridays was the newest kid on the block. Yeah, that's true. And it was about this time, but... yeah. Having but, said that, it's fuck. still TGI Fridays. Come on. Let's somebody, all just calm down. God, if somebody came up to me and were like, yeah, I um, I have I have restaurant experience. I worked at TGI Fridays. I'm going to be like, I'm going to need a little more from you. Yeah, right. I'm going to need some more information. TGI Fridays is the 1980s Applebee's. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's all in the I same. I don't think I'm being unfair. That's all in the same, <laughs> same thing. And talk about flair. Oof. Like office space flair. Like you had to have flair when you worked at the suspenders with all the fucking buttons when you worked at TGI Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is stupid. Why do I need that? That's dumb. Be sassy. It looks so tacky. <laughs> Oy. 
I do like that they have that scene that shows this guy has no experiences. He's in over his head. He's completely fucked. Yeah. But that is immediately followed by he's great at his job and can do anything. Yeah. I'm assuming that there was like a two-month grace period that we didn't see. I'd hope so. My grievance was, boy, he learned quick. Yikes. Also, I have a grievance on that in that scene where he's struggling and can't do anything. This is a thing in the 80s where characters are talking directly into camera. <laughs> Sorry, I took my I took my face away from my microphone and looked into camera for you <laughs> on that. You know when they're giving their order their orders yeah. and they keep shouting whatever they want. A white wine. Yeah. And it's just directly into camera. Yeah, there's a lot of POV stuff. And I'm like, yeah. I, I don't need that. I understand what you're trying to get across. You don't need to actually do the POV. I get that the bar's chaos. Yeah. Anyway, it just made me laugh. It's funny. I thought you were going to say, this was popular, but then you let in with, in the 1980s. Uh, you know, the well didn't have any tickets. You just called out what you needed. I know, right? That is old school, and I hate it. I did. I don't like that at all. I ain't doing that. Uh-uh. No. No. Absolutely not. But I guess that's still true if for people that are sitting at the bar. They tell you what they want. But in this movie, the servers are telling the, the yeah. bartenders what they want. That is super old school and ain't. No. Ring that shit in. Don't talk to me. <laughs> P.S. I think in our last episode, we were making uh, connections between old sitcoms and house in this movie, the bartender, or not the bartender, but the waitress, the server who orders the Cuber Libre. Yeah. She is in the first episode or fr- first season of Night Court. Oh. She plays the DA. Nice. Look at that. We didn't even do that on purpose. You like that? Bam. <laughs> Why do I know Bam. that? Because <laughs> you don't have a life. That's true. <laughs> All the RAM in my head is devoted to shit like that. (laughs) Yeah. When's your brother's birthday? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's not important. What's really really important is who played the DA at Night Court. Yeah, for the first season. Yeah. Because they really wanted Marky Post in the second season. But she was unavailable for another show. She couldn't come on until the third season. You're exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you would be happy to learn information. Night court information. Album title, Night Court Information. Sounds like a snooze fest. That's what that sounds like. How dare you? One of the greatest (laughs) shows ever. Oh, boy. All right. Well, so anyway, some guy is in the bar and he's opening up the hottest place in town, which, by the way, is called the Cell Block and is a prison themed bar. Yeah. Hilarious. Both positive point. And grievance. I would agree to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was Fucking weird. amazing. 
And um, well, this is where we meet uh, Gina Gershon. Yeah. Who turns out to be one of the many piece of shit people in this movie. Yeah, this is where we kind of start to see that Doug, not such yeah. a good guy. Not such a good man. No. Uh, yeah, so Tom Cruise and Gina get together. Mm-hmm. And then they're hanging out, and Doug's like, actually, I bet she's not as great as you think she is, and that she's definitely seen somebody else. He's like, all right, whatever, fucking take that bet. And it's then, one of the many bets they make in this movie. So many unnecessary bets. In fact, they make that bet in the middle of another bet. Yeah. Because they're betting on basketball shots. Exactly. Which actually I did like, by the way. Yeah, that was that was fine. Yeah, that was good. Because he keeps making shots and Brian Brown keeps looking at him like, this is crazy. And then he does one behind, yeah. with his back turned. <laughs> yeah. And I like Cruz's reaction where he's like, woo, that's 50 bucks you owe me. So they bet 50 bucks that Gina Gershon will be humping another man within a week. Yeah. And then they go and work together. And then he sees Doug and Gina having a serious kiss at the well. What'd she say to him, too? She says something awful. Oh, basically, like, don't share our sex life with somebody else. But she didn't say it like that. But that's what she was saying. She says that, but... The punishment for that is fucking the guy's friend. She's a weird, bad person. Yeah, that's not that's not. Also, cool. her job seems to be a photographer. I have a, a grievance here that says she has an awfully big loft apartment. And at one point, Cruz says she owns the whole building. She must be a hell of a photographer. Yeah, it wasn't clear on what she did. But I think we were just leading into the fact that she's a rich woman on the Upper East Side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the sex scene that Tom Cruise and Gina had, I that was weird. So Actually, much, like, I read weird some giggling. That was well. I read that? something on IMDb about that. Was that that was a take in which, as they were filming that scene, at one point Tom Cruise found out that Gina Gershon is ticklish, so he started tickling her in the middle of the scene. And she started doing the same, and they both were laughing so much that they actually fell out of the bed. That was an accident, and that's the take they kept. Wow. So, tickle sex. Band name! (laughs) I'm sure I've said this before, but I don't like tickling. (laughs) So... One of the many, many, many things you don't like. That's a laundry list from hell of the things that I don't like. (laughs) Come on, wouldn't you go see Tickle Sex? No. I don't know what kind of music Tickle Sex (laughs) creates. But, ladies and gentlemen, Tickle Sex! (laughs) That's a good band name. Pretty good. That's pretty good. (laughs) Oh, fuck. So, yeah, he he pushes Brian Brown through the bar. Yeah. I noticed that uh, Brian Brown's hand was all bloody. I wondered if the actor actually cut himself. Oh, maybe. His arm was all covered in blood. Probably. And I'm not sure I... I mean, I'm sure, you know, 
I was saying earlier that I, I remember this movie so well because I know that he's going to walk down the street and then we're going to get Kokomo and we're going to Jamaica. Yeah. But I did not remember that it's three years since they've seen each other. So when we go to Jamaica, it's now three years later. Yeah, that's right. It's a long time. That is a long time. Oh, I do have notes in the cell block prison-themed bar as they're, you know, he's fucking doing poetry and shit. Then he announces the bar is open, and then they're doing their fucking trick. And I, like you, I thought, can I get my fucking drink? (laughs) Took 43 minutes for you to put together the blue Hawaiian or the goddamn grasshopper or whatever the hell you were making. Yeah. Grievance. Grievance. That bar is 75 people deep. (laughs) And there's only one bar. That is not the way to do it. If you have a (laughs) nightclub, you need two bars minimum. Tell me I'm wrong. I will not. Two bars minimum. You have a front bar and a back bar. (laughs) Oh, shit. I also have grievances that they keep talking about what famous bartenders they're going to be. Bitch, you work at TGI Fridays. Yeah. And how many famous bartenders do you know? That is not a thing. I don't think it's not a Dalton situation. No. It's. Do you even know what I'm talking about? Do you remember? No. I'm just thinking about like career bartenders. And even in San Diego, like, no one's like, oh, you should go to this bar because this guy, this There's bartender, a real famous is like bartender famous. there? No. It's, I'm, I'm, no. I'm talking about Dalton being famous in Roadhouse, where everybody knows Dalton. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah. weird. Yeah, that's not a thing. But I believe it in that movie far more than I do in this movie. That's the magic of Roadhouse. Because Dalton wasn't a piece of shit. True. A money-grubbing piece of shit. um son of a bitch so yeah anyway we go we go kokomo yeah and this is where i think the movie starts to actually get as close to good as it possibly could because the conscience of the film finally arrives in the form of elizabeth shoe elizabeth shoe reacts Exactly as a person should to everything that happens to her in this movie. Yeah. I would agree to that. Right? Yeah. She's the saving grace in this movie. Yeah. She is completely aware of the shitty behavior that these two men engage in every time they see each other. Yeah. So they meet. Her and Tom meet because her friend passed out because she's fucking wasted. It's not exactly a meat cute, but I guess it's what counts as meat cute for this movie. Yeah, I'd agree. And then they start hanging out, and she comes back to thank him for helping the next day. And who shows up out of the blue? Motherfucking Doug. Dr. Piece of Shit. Yeah. Piece of Shit MD. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dressed up as the all-knowing mentor 
problem solver for one Brian Flanagan. This guy is beyond narcissistic. I swear to God. He is the poster boy of, I'm a narcissist. Excellent. Yeah, I believe you. 1,000%. There's this fucking guy, and right below him, there's Trump. So you know that there's some fucking bad shit going on with one Doug Coughlin. This guy sucks. He's not a good person. (laughs) He comes in smooth. Yeah. Still a little charming because it's Brian Brown. I was just going to say that. He's charming, and that's why you start to root for him. You forget that he's toxic, and you're like, oh, he's just been... He's just gone through some stuff in life, and that's why he is, but he's still charming, and that's why... That's the hook. You got to keep him charming. So he convinces Tom Cruise... To go after the rich woman. To go after the rich woman. And it's a bet. What is it about movies in the 80s and guys making bets about women? I don't know, but it's just so dirty. It's weird. Yeah. Just trashy. That's trash. And the, I guess the thing that's like so upsetting and stupid about this movie is you can tell that Brian Flanagan knows this is a bad idea and that he's doing the wrong thing. And we'll get to it when we get to it. But his defense of it later at the end of the movie is hysterical. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. See, when a guy throws down a challenge, you got to take it. <laughs> it's up there with, uh, like, Back to the Future. And I have a, my stomach's growling. <laughs> you might want to keep that in there. <laughs> oh, it stays. Oof. <laughs> I, I've been trying to, like, talk through it, so maybe you won't hear it. But, no, that one was on its own. Very good, um, though. What was I saying? Uh, Back to the Future. I mean, like, don't call me chicken. Oli calls me chicken. So I got to fucking. Oh, so you know, now I got to do it. Yeah. You sound like a fucking idiot. Okay. Right. <laughs> but yeah, the bet whole the whole bet thing is stupid. He goes for. I don't even know her name. The woman. Bonnie. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Tits McGee. Whatever. <laughs> and Elizabeth Shue. Goes off to try and meet Tom Cruise at the end of his shift, and she sees that he's, you know, canoodling a bit uh, with right. this other woman. So she's like heartbroken, and she ends up going home. Again, the appropriate reaction. Yeah. Doesn't talk to him, doesn't go see him, doesn't ask him why, just fucking leaves. Yeah. Appropriate. Because she knew what they had. Yeah. Also, also major this- grievance during their falling in love. There's a moment where they start making out and kissing, and Cruz is completely making out with her with his eyes open. Grievance. Yeah. I Could you close your eyes, please? Close your eyes. Like a fucking human. Yeah. You can keep your eyes open for one kiss, but full-on make-out, I'm going to yeah. need you to close the lids. <laughs> 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 like a dead person? You just cl- I'm going to need you to... Turn them off. You, you. In the middle of making out, I just imagined you going up and closing eyes for him. <laughs> like gonna, he was a corpse. Hey, I'm just going to scoot in here. I'm going <laughs> to close those for you. Oh, that's good stuff. Ugh. I shouldn't be happy about this, but we also have some uh, side boob from Elizabeth Shue. I'm and sorry, some I just... side boob from Tom Cruise himself. 
Because <laughs> at first I was like, ooh, that's her side boob. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, that's his his peck is like really? pushed up. And I was like, that looked good. It didn't look gross at all. I was like, that's a good side peck, a.k.a. side I'm boob. I'm telling you, there are moments in her film career. Every time I see Elizabeth Shue, I just fall in love with her all over again. She's delightful. Fell in love with her Karate Kid. Fell in love with her here. Fell in love with her. Even in The Saint, I fall in love with her. And that's not a great movie. Oh, I forgot about that movie. Yeah. Wow. That wasn't good. <laughs> Can't believe you've seen it. Val Kilmer, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, I know some I know some things. Not great. Every things, once in a while. But something. Every once in a while. Chew falls follows through. Um Okay, so Elizabeth Shue left. She's like, well, I that's that. She's like, I'm fucking gone, bozo. Yeah. You lost I'm... the best thing you had in your fucking life. Okay, but honestly, she's on vacation and he works there. What did she think was going to happen? He could be going back to New York. That's true. He did say that. All right. Settle down. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so he decides to, you know, he's bummed out about Elizabeth Shue leaving, but he's like, well, I got fucking hot ass tits McGee and she's willing to help me out with a job when we get back to New York. So... I'm going to do it. And she's yeah. kissing he right He sells his soul. Yeah. You know, like a Reagan, like a Reaganite should. There you go. Because he's Sell all about that motherfucking for some money. Cash. All about the money. And she was like kissing him on the lower abdomen. So, I mean, do you want to go back to New York with me? He's like, well, yeah. If you could move Well, we're halfway to a blowjob right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was implied, deeply implied, that she was going to be sucking that dick uh, 10 yeah, seconds after Yeah, there's no other reason why you would be down there. Yeah. That, no. Below the belly button? <laughs> yeah. We all know what's there. <laughs> all right. Well, why don't let's take another break, and then we'll come back and we'll finish up with cocktail. How about that? Party. Excellent. Right after this, everyone. If you like podcasts like I do, boy, do I have a treat for you. You need to stay on target and check out the Sounds and Cinema podcast. Listen as your host, sound designer and music creator, Tony Parham, and co-host, musical performer and sound lover, Derek Hansen, D-Rock if you're nasty, and I am, discuss all things sound related to film, television, stage, and theatrical productions. They discuss environmental sounds, bioacoustics, dialogue, the nature of communication through sound. But as an added bonus, they drink beer and try to stay on target. Find them wherever you get your podcasts and listen to the pure mania of a man who can charitably be described as Doug, the dog from Up, and another man with a soothing and sultry voice trying to get that man to stay on target. That's the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Tune in and listen to the sounds they are creating just for you. <laughs> We're back. Oh, Lady Chu and I are trying to figure out why the people in Cocktail are our heroes in Cocktail, the 1988 film. 
<laughs> why do I like this movie? I don't no. understand Same. why I like it. I like it so much. It's so fucking terrible. You know, I think... Uh, the... I'm actually starting to think 7% is appropriate. I get why, but I wish more people were loving how terrible it is. Just leaning into it a little bit. I feel like we're rooting for bad people because it's relative yeah. because most people in this movie are bad, but they're all you have because that's all the only people that you see in this movie. So you're right. like, I'm just yeah. going to root for the least bad person. And but then Elizabeth Shue is introduced to us and she's the shining beacon yeah. of, she's like the center of the universe. She's the sun. She is a light in a dark place. Yeah. She deserves so much more than Brian Flanagan. She really does. I think he has good qualities, but he initially was just hanging around a, a one bad toxic that person. That is the thing. That's, yeah. I'll say that. It was like, Brian Flanagan was a good person who got mixed up with a fucking shitbag. But that shitbag had so much influence on his life. He's manipulative. He Yeah, he never realized. I mean, even till the end, he still considers him... A friend. Why? Yeah. He's not the your last friend. Thing, one of the last things that Coughlin says to him is when he comes into the bar, he's like, my friend, my friend, my only one and true friend. And I thought, oh, How? Flanagan. again. Because he's a master manipulator. Yeah. But we're a little ahead of ourselves because they come back from Jamaica and rich bitch could give a fuck about Poor Brian Flanagan, Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's just a boy toy. Yeah. Yeah. Get me my carrot juice. Yeah. I kind of like that art gallery scene, though. Oh, yeah, he's not having it. Which I you find out later, after the art gallery scene, that he'd already moved out his shit. Yeah. Which I dug. I really enjoyed. <laughs> so he went in that night Knowing well, he was going to be an ass. and a positive point for me. I was like, why are you at this art gallery if you're moving out? But she, I like the art gallery. She was stringing First him of all, along. major grievance yeah. with his gallery shirt and boots. Oof. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. Well, it's not like he picked out picked it out himself. She probably did. You know, you're the woman in this group. You should be noticing this shit more than me. That was reductive. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I should, I shouldn't, okay. I shouldn't be throwing out these gender expectations, stereotypes. stereotypes. Yeah. Well, I but know I'm just saying. that you call me Lady Chu, um, <laughs> and although I appreciate it, we both know that that isn't true. No, I am not a yeah. lady. Sometimes I choose to be a lady, but I mean, it's not often. Did you have notes on that gallery shirt and the boots, though? No, I didn't. See, I was just major grievance. I had, I think that was a scene that I he had, looks ridiculous. I had forgotten that that scene existed, and so I, I was watching, watching it with fresh eyes. I was like, "Wow, how does this end? Not good." Oh, with a fucking slap to the head. Yeah. Positive point, by the way. <laughs> yeah, there was something about how he slaps that guy in the head really made me laugh. Yeah, he wasn't having it. He's like, "You're ugly." Positive point. He's like, you're drunk. You're ugly. 
Yeah. I <laughs> guy punches him square in the mouth, and he, I have a positive point. He doesn't fall to the ground, but he kind of gets turned around, and he holds up his glass to a woman and says, could you hold this, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking great. Uh, yeah, so they get in a fight, and then they break up, and he goes... Well, now he's going to go to see Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, he goes to work, or he goes to her Again, great response from Elizabeth Shue, the exact right response, dumps two plates of food on him. Yeah. Loved it. Mm -hmm. Positive point. Oh, and then he comes back. Yeah. And this is where we get to his fucking excuse. Yeah, I did bad things, but, you know, when a guy throws down a challenge, you got to take it. Yeah. He says that with so much. He's so earnest. Yeah. He says it with so, as though he's being endearing. He's saying, this is what guys do. I mean, you know, we just, you have to do it. Like you he's have actually to going up. to convince her. Like she's gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, okay, right. well, I I understand. I get it. She's a guy like, says uh-uh. you gotta fuck her. You gotta fuck her. Absolutely not. No. Fucking Jesus. And then she throws out the mother of all surprises. Well, I'm pregnant. You piece of shit. Yep. Yeah. And I like that he was like, you you had me come up here, knowing that you were gonna tell I that, that to me. I love that too. And not. And like, and still cut me out. She's like, yeah, because I knew that you yeah. fucking leave. Oof. Get it, sis. Do your thing. I'm telling you. Yeah. She is. She was insightful. I love this person. <laughs> I love this person, this character. Yeah. She deserves so much more. She did. By the way, we were talking about Roadhouse, Roadhouse earlier. Kelly Lynch. Yeah. Back. Back yes. in your life, Chew. She's stunning. Oh, oh, kills. But again, another shitty person. Yeah. The character, that is. Old Carrie Coughlin, or Coughlin. Yeah. Sorry. She's willing to uh, fuck Brian Flanagan. Yeah. So he's done. You wanted it to. You're just scared. Yeah. Like, everybody's a piece of shit. And she's like, what am I supposed to be with one person for the rest of my life? He's like, yeah, that's <laughs> called marriage. Yeah, it's marriage. Thank you for somebody saying that, because Jesus when you, Christ. When you find the right person, Why'd it you, should be easy. Like, why even get married? If you don't think monogamy is for you, don't bother getting married. Because at that point, Or at least have no some point. sort of agreement. Yeah. There's no point. But all of that also happens after Coglin spills his guts and says, I'm fucked. Yeah. I'm losing money hand over fist. I played the markets as though I was a genius from Wall Street. Turns out I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. I like that he has to at least hit that realization. I have been spouting yeah. off as though I am the wisest creature on earth, and it turns out I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. And then Brian comes back to the boat. Oh, man. And Doug's dead. I literally think that they thought that, that, that I think the filmmakers thought that this was the scene that might get him the Best Picture nomination. So tragic. (laughs) But it wasn't tragic because he was a piece of of shit the whole movie. If he was this, if he had already had his arc, 
and he was on the road to redemption and then he died, obviously not via self-infliction, then that would be interesting. That would, that mm-hmm. would be tragic. But this isn't tragic. This is just a guy doing all Nature the... Nature taking its course. Yeah, this is just a guy doing all the wrong things his whole life, and then he realized he can't take it and he can't suffer the consequences, so he kills himself. Come on, guy. That is sad. That is sad, but I wouldn't call it tragic. <laughs> um... And then we get the letter. The letter. I got, I got, I got things to say about this fucking letter. Damn. So both grievance and positive point. It's so fucking dumb. They have a voiceover for a suicide note. Yeah. Which is dumb enough in itself. But there's a little, there's a little bit of magic in the voiceover that makes it delightful. And it's the moment where he's saying, what's he say? He says something like, he's talking about Coglin's Law, and he's saying, you know, disregard all Coglin's Law except the one I just told you, because uh, that guy is full of shit. And then he says, that guy was full of shit. And then you hear, <laughs> But I suppose you already knew that. And I thought to myself, is the laughing written down on the paper? I thought the same thing. (laughs) Is Tom Cruise just imagining (laughs) that that's what he would do in the moment? What is happening here? Why is that laugh there? Right? Was there an H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A? But they show you the note. It's not there. No. Not even like a gap. Between that guy's full of shit and then big pause gap, but you already knew that. It's amazing. I thought the same thing. Not even like an LOL, which didn't exist then. (laughs) Which was not a thing then. That would be great if it did say LOL. Um, Oh, we... Uh, we, uh, skipped over a bit on, uh, Elizabeth Shue's dad who lives in the penthouse. You don't know who Elizabeth Shue's dad is, do you? I recognize him, but if he's from fucking night court, I will end this recording <laughs> right now. <laughs> Chew, that's Lawrence Luckinbill. You made that name up. <laughs> By the way, fucking great name. He's Cybok in Star Trek V. The worst of all the Star Trek movies. Well, I'm going to go ahead and believe you. <laughs> you have a choice. On that one, <laughs> yeah. Because you will have no firsthand knowledge. No. He is also married to Lucy Arnaz, child of Lucille and Desi Arnaz. Wow. It's very hard to keep that family straight because there's a Desi, and then there's a Desi Jr., and there's Lucille, and there's Lucy... You know. Yeah, we don't need to do that. There's all kinds of fucking shit going on. Just make a new name. (laughs) At any rate, she is the child of Desi and Lucille Ball. And she married Cybok from the worst Star Trek movie. Got it. So his... Delightfully terrible, though. We'll be doing that movie someday. Okay. (laughs) Just so you know. Uh, So... Yeah, Elizabeth Shue's dad, 
tries to pay off Tom Cruise mm-hmm. with $10,000, which I don't know what $10,000 looked like in the late 80s, but right now I'm going to tell you that ain't enough. <laughs> <laughs> going to need to add a couple more zeros onto that, buddy. Okay. A handful of zeros. Wow. Yeah. Chew, looking for fucking... You're, you're you're driving a hard bargain. I mean, if you're trying to tempt me with forgetting that I got somebody pregnant, you're going to need to pack on the zeros, buddy. And I know you can afford it because you live in a penthouse on the Upper East Side. Right. So suck my dick. I do like it when Elizabeth Shue says, Dad! And he, the look on his face is priceless as he moves away. Yeah. Like, all right, I'll get out of your fucking business. <laughs> yeah. It's a great piece of acting. Fucking love it. Um, but I also, again, positive point, Elizabeth Shue, because he starts questioning her about, why didn't you tell me that you had money and were from the rich side? And she, you know, starts almost pleading with him because it was so important to you. I wanted to know how you felt about me. Yeah. About me. About, like, the me, me, yeah. me. Love it. That, Perfect. That was all, that all made sense appropriate reactions completely yeah and then he go, I, he comes up there the second time and he right. fights his way up there and there's a fist fight with the doorman the dad the Tom. doorman attacks elizabeth shoe a pregnant woman yeah and no apologies like he doesn't know no. that she's pregnant and dad doesn't care doesn't stick up he's probably hoping she'll fall down the elevator shaft and he doesn't have to have a bastard in his family. <laughs> so he, dad's a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, And then. And then, yeah, she's like, well, I'm going with him. And then dad cuts her off. Right. By the way, where's mom in all this? We never meet mom. I don't know. Maybe she's divorced or dead. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Easy, Chew. <laughs> Sorry. A little heavy? <laughs> um, but, I mean, honestly, it doesn't. I don't feel like it really matters that Elizabeth, she was cut off by dad because she was working as a waitress. And he didn't really seem to be helping her financially anyway, so. Right. Like, what difference does it make? Well, that's the thing. That's why I love Elizabeth Shue in this movie, because she... No matter what kind of money she came from, she she wants to earn her own way in the world. Yeah. She has her own apartment. She's doing her art. She's working her regular job to pay for her bills. Yeah. Love her. Elizabeth Shue is I should I should be saying Jordan Mooney. Yeah. She's fucking great. Yeah. Love her. And uh also, major grievance when we come to the last scene of this movie, and now Cocktails and Dreams, Flanagan's is open. Yeah. So he's opened his own bar finally. Yeah. But it's Uncle Pat's bar, really. Isn't it? Well, first we go to Uncle Pat's, then we go to Flanagan's. That's right. So Uncle Pat's is when they have just been married. Got it. That's right. And she's... There's some grievances in there, because she's he's talking about, hey, don't get too fat. Like she's pregnant, fuckface. Quit being an asshole. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Do you not know what pregnancy? But that's just what counts as that's just what counts as comedy in the 1980s. That's true. Oh, also, 
So major grievance. Actually, when he goes up to the penthouse apartment and he's trying to explain to her that he's in love with her, that he's he's learned his lesson. The character arc is finally finished and she's the one he loves and money doesn't matter. But he says things like, uh, you know, Coglin was just too proud to tell me how he felt. As though that's the baseline for all men. Never tell anybody about your feelings. Yeah. Fucking 1980s. So stupid. Really did a number on men. Like, you guys sound dumb. You know how <laughs> on a D-U-M good day. you sound? Fucking dumb. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, major grievance, Flanagan's. He's got his pregnant wife just sucking up secondhand smoke. Fucking 1988. And she's got twins. Yeah, she. Yeah. She's gonna scare him one my one more time. Yeah. He drinks her on the house. Uncle Pat says no. Yeah. Get that last don't joke you, in there. Don't you think you should not be doing stuff on the house? Because you literally just have. Now you have twins. You literally found out that you have an extra person to take care of, and you're like, I'm gonna give away stuff. You're an idiot. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. (laughs) Everything you do, you do poorly. I mean, I don't know. Anything else for you? No. I think we did it. That's cocktail. I enjoyed it on a strange level. There's something very strange about this movie. I... For some reason, I really love this movie, and nobody should. It's fucking ridiculous. You're following terrible people doing terrible things. I feel like that I was being hoodwinked by shitty charisma. The like, Mm -hmm. I guess not charisma. Do you believe Flanagan, though? That he's learned his lesson, he's turning over the new leaf? I think he kind of gets there. Yeah, I think he's a good person. Everything that happens to him makes sense. Yeah, I think he's a good person. Uh, I just think he had a lot of growing to do. And unfortunately, yeah. during the period where he, where he should have been getting the most out of his growth, he was surrounding himself he was with, with Dr. Doug. Yeah, he was with shitty guy MD. Yeah. So I think he's All a good right. person. Do you recommend the movie? Yeah. I do. Yeah. If it, if for anything, for Elizabeth Shue. She's great. So good. <laughs> She's a fucking treasure. I'd like to see a movie with Elizabeth Shue and Jennifer Garner. My God, it would be like fucking rainbows and butterflies. That would be great. That would make me very happy. Yeah. wonder if they're friends. Yeah. I want them to know each other. The drinking game. I got my drinking game. I do too. <laughs> you can do yours. I'm so first. scared. Can I go first? Yeah, go ahead. I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose my drinking game. Okay. My drinking game is anytime somebody says Coglin's Law. You fucking piece of fuck shit. God yes. damn it. <laughs> I knew it. Ugh. I mean, that was the easiest <laughs> one. I know. Fuck. <laughs>
I'm so glad I went first. I knew it. I think it's, yes. it was like, obviously, we were going to pick that one. <laughs> your head, your head started turning and bending as I went on. I said, when everybody, when anybody says, and you went, <laughs> you got this. You got this kind of angle on your head that says, don't say it, fucker. Like you fucking fucker. And then I said it. Fuck. Uh, well, shit. Okay, then I'm going to choose any time. Oof. Anytime Tom Cruise mentions being an entrepreneur slash millionaire. All right. And you can suck my dick. <laughs> Oh, man, that was satisfying. I'm very happy that for once I took your drinking game. You've taken my drinking game a couple of times, maybe yeah. three. It's because I'm good. I think it's because you're a dirty, rotten thief. I think it's because you're too nice and you let me go first. That's what That's she true. said. <laughs> Obviously, that doesn't really apply. <laughs> Obviously, that's an obvious. Like, of course, I'm going to go first. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to tell us which drinking game you like more and tell us what you think of cocktail. It is, a, is it an unmitigated disaster or an unmitigated charming disaster? Charming disaster. It is. Yeah. It's so fucking great. So bad. At the same time, I love hate this movie. Yeah. Fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Send us an email to the How Dare You Podcast at gmail.com. For Lady Chu, Chance here. Say goodbye, Lady Chu. Goodbye, everybody. I've been nicer and nicer. Yeah. These last few weeks. Yeah. Go me. You're getting your shit together. It's kind of together. I don't like the that air of arrogance washing over your face. Like, <laughs> boy, I'm king shit. I just had a proud moment. I'm Let being me live a, this 30 I'm seconds. Being a human being. <laughs> <laughs> I did a whole like. Chin For those that can't see, the, hair. the chin went up and she got a little fucking hair flip. <laughs> All right. Good day to you, madam. See ya. See, that's more. <laughs> that was flipping. Yeah. Okay. That was not nice. No. Until next time. Bye. Oh, we have a special treat coming up for the audience. Don't remember. Of course not. Why would you? I don't know. So it'll be a surprise for you too. <laughs> so long, everybody. Because I got another fucking trash truck. I had a plane. Damn it. I mean, we just picked up some trash. So why the fuck are you back 10 minutes later picking up more trash? It's the recycle truck. Well, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I got so much to say about voiceover suicide note. Oh, yeah.
I'm adding that in. Greetings. <laughs> Forgot about that. I didn't write it down. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I'm adding it in. I got the perfect drinking game for this movie, by the way. Perfect! Oh, I got one, too. I got one that I like. Yeah. Don't fucking take mine. I'm going first. <laughs> Here we go. In three, two, one. <laughs>